Welcome to Monday Mornings with Michelle, the new business podcast. Whether you're kicking off your day or kickstarting your business, Michelle is going to kick your ass into next week with the essential fours. Strategy, systems, support, and state of mind. Now, welcome to center stage, Michelle Nedelec. Hey there, peeps. This is Michelle Nedelec, and I am super glad that you're here with us today. I am here with my amazing guest. You're going to love her, Pollyanna Brown. Thank you, Pollyanna, for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Awesome. So, peeps, for those of you who don't know, I recently met Pollyanna, fell in love with her, and uh, previous to getting on this call, we've been chatting away and I almost forgot to include you. So, uh, <laughs> thanks for joining <laughs> us, too. <laughs> Awesome. So give everybody that 5,000 square, square foot view, 5,000 foot view of who you are, what you do, and all that fun stuff. Absolutely. So hello, everybody. I'm so excited to be here with you guys. I'm Pollyanna Brown, and I am co-owner of a business growth and publicity firm. So I handle all things publicity, storytelling, and messaging, and my gorgeous, amazing business partner, who I lovingly refer to as Redhead Barbie. She does all of the business growth and offer stuff and all of the things that are really strategic for growing a business. And so what I am focused here uh, today on our content strategies with publicity, which are really profound and they're going to make a big difference in your business, which is really fun. Nice. I love it. So I'm going to plead completely ignorant, although I know you've been doing some fantastic, <laughs> amazing, cool stuff, but I'll let you describe it and explain it because, you know, you're the pro at it. So when it comes to kind of content marketing, what do you mean mm -hmm. by that? So content marketing is really sharing your genius in some way. So sometimes we're sharing stories about, you know, what we've been through and who we are. And sometimes we're sharing about strategies, tactics, things that our um, clients or audience can use that are really beneficial to their life, their business, whatever that happens to be. However you serve your audience, it's that extension of this is who I am. This is what I stand for. And this is how I'm taking a stand for you today. And so content can be anything that you put out that is your message to your audience. So that can be a tweet. It can be an Instagram post, anything on social media, um, as well as any emails that you send out, any publicity that you do, um, anything where your voice is connecting with your audience for the intention of serving your audience, that's content marketing. Nice. So when you refer to strategically setting that up, what do you mean by that? <laughs> <laughs> I know what I mean by that when I say it, but. Absolutely. So when I'm talking about strategically setting things up, I'm looking at, do you know why you're talking to your audience today and what that message is going to do? Sometimes it's just to bond and have that human connection and really say that this is who I am and I'm here to hang out with you if you like the type of person that I am. Um, other times it's really important to teach them something or to give them support for a certain struggle that they're going through right now. Um, whatever the reason is for reaching out, you want to be very clear on why you're talking to them. Um, so often we see messages that go out that are just kind of going out into the ether because they're super inspired or um, they just feel compelled or, oh crap, I got to put something out there, right? They, they got to hear from me. It's got to be something. So I'll, I'll throw something out there. Um, and the idea is that when you're strategic about it, you 
understand your audience at a deeper level. You understand what they're going through. You understand what's going on in your business. So if you have a certain launch coming, you know that certain content has to go out um, and, and different things like that. So what you want to do as far as creating strategic and aligned content marketing is you want to have that intersection of meeting your business goals and understanding what's required for that, as well as being so in tune with your audience that you're meeting their needs at the same time, because that's what the business is all about, is serving the client. So that's what I mean when I'm talking about being really strategic. Very cool. Now, some of them are followers, I believe, are kind of in the retail world. They're not necessarily mm-hmm. in the digital marketing world. They're, or, um, they're looking at kind of this foray into this whole digital marketing world. Yeah. So um, do you want to explain the launch or do you want me to do it? <laughs> you can explain the launch and then I'll explain more details. <laughs> so basically, Peeps, what a launch is, is it's a consorted marketing effort that moves people into taking action on buying a certain product that you have. Mm-hmm. So say hypothetically that you're, I don't know, a car dealer and you have new vehicles coming in for, for this year. What you would do is have a consorted marketing effort around this, which is different than anything that you've done all year long. And you're going, hey, these, are, these things are coming and you're gonna educate your audience on what's going on, what maybe new features are in the cars and why they want to have a new car as opposed to their old car, or why they wanna mm-hmm. upgrade things like that. So you're going to have a very consorted effort uh, in your marketing world in order to be able to launch this thing. Now, there's also a thing called an evergreen product, which is basically if, say, you're a used car dealership and you always have new cars coming in, you may have a marketing effort that explains kind of how that whole process works. So you can translate this from the digital world into the retail world uh, fairly easy if you have experts like Pollyanna on your side to be able to help you with that. So take it away. (laughs) That's a really great job. And what I would say is when we're looking at launches around retail, you see this a lot with seasons. Um, You see this a lot with holidays. Any special promotion you do is essentially a launch. Um, In the retail world, you talk about it a lot in terms of campaigns, right? So we have a strategic campaign around Independence Day or Memorial Day or whatever it happens to be. And so what you're doing is you're creating all of your messaging around those events. Um, And you used a really great um, example. So a a car dealership, there are some really cool things that car dealerships will do that are really special where every once in a while, usually two to three times a year, they'll bring in salespeople from other dealerships and they'll have a, an event where people can come and kind of meet these uh, other salespeople. And it's this different vibe. Um, and same thing with, let's say you were having a Memorial Day event. Maybe uh, part of your content strategy is to have a free cookout for anyone who comes onto the lot. You know, yeah, you're going to give away a lot of free hot dogs, but you're also probably going to make some sales that you wouldn't otherwise because who doesn't want a free hot dog and talk cars? So those are the kinds of things that we're looking at is we're looking at what are the efforts that you're making to sell specific products, specific types of products or um, certain services that you have. And it can be anytime during the year, it can be a product that you have available all the time, but you're giving it in particular, a specific set of intentions or a specific set of attention for a specific time period um, and things like that. So it's really about putting your campaign efforts 
towards a specific thing that you want to sell. Nice. So who normally would you serve and support or who's your ideal client? Ideal clients for me are people who are service-based and they are intentional. So um, most of the time it's a digital um, presence. Um, they have a digital presence. They serve digitally. Um, but I definitely have clients who are, they're more tangible. They have tangible products. Um, but really what it comes down to is having the service-based business that is out there doing good work in the world that's huge for us and it's really intentional. So often we're serving consultants, coaches, um, experts, speakers, uh, people like that. But we also do serve brands. Like one of my amazing clients is a clothing brand and a lifestyle brand for kids, which is really cool. Um, so we do a variety of things and it really comes down to that central hub of what good work are you doing in the world that's actually serving the world and making a difference is that clear to see? And is there a service-based aspect to it that we're having a direct emotional connection with the audience? So if there's not an emotional connection, it's not really something that we get jazzed about. So, you know, flugel binders are amazing and they need people to sell them and to market for them. Um, however, I like flugel binders and I use them, but I'm, it's, it's not where I excel as far as support. Cool. So give us an example of one of your Cinderella stories. Oh, I love that. That is such a great question. I would say a Cinderella story would be, uh, we have had clients who were really struggling. And um, I'm, I'm going to use one of Sue's examples, actually, because it, it touches my heart every time I think about it. She was working with this woman who was on food stamps. And had uh, a husband and a child and they did not know where their next meal was going to come from. And they went all in and Sue really worked with her and helped her. And now she's got a six, maybe even multi six figure business. And she, yes, she absolutely says it has everything to do with the work that she did with Sue. And it was absolutely profound to see. And so that was probably the best one is to see someone go from, oh crap, what do I do? To surpassing the original dream and having to rewrite what that dream looks like because she actually achieved it, which nice. is so cool. That's fantastic. So when you say Sue worked with her, mm -hmm. what's the difference? So the biggest difference is just in what we work on. Um, so I definitely worked with this client on some messaging things and, and stuff like that. But Sue really got into the trenches with her as far as offer strategies and really getting in um, with a process that we call client infusions, which is a way to bring in cash into the business um, as fast as possible and as much as possible. So that way you have things to work with when building a business because trying to build a business without cash is... That's really hard. Really hard. <laughs> really hard. So <laughs> um, she worked with her on those things. And I know that she worked with her really deeply on her marketing strategy. And we really, really honed in um, together on the ideal client and doing that work and really spending the time to get to know who that ideal client was. And that was something that, you know, there are always avatar exercises that you see and it's really easy to dismiss them. But we actually take clients through a really deep process of understanding who they are, not 
necessarily on just the surface level of, okay, we check these boxes and these are the demographics and, you know, um, all of the standard things. It's really about that emotional connection of saying, you know what, I can step into their shoes and know that they're waking up three times the night to kids who are crying that they have to go soothe. And then they're trying to go get their business up and running, working on essentially four hours of broken sleep and, you know, trying to figure out all of these things. So it's, it's about having that emotional, emotionally intelligent understanding to say, it's not just that I understand the problem that you have. I understand all the other elements that are going into it. And there's a plan for you. There is a way to make it work, but without having a deeper understanding of all of those elements, then it's really hard to connect because it ignores that piece of the iceberg that's below the surface that no one really talks about. These are all the things I have going on that are the actual concerns and the actual worries versus everything that we do talk about up top, which are all of those avatar checks. Um, so that I would say is the deepest part of the work that yielded the best results. Absolutely. And if anybody's been following me for any amount of time, I know that to me, the number one thing is understanding your avatar. So even if you have yeah. a ton of people that you serve, you have to separate them out because then your marketing will fall flat on its face. If you're talking to everybody all the time, nobody will hear anything you say. And when you figure out who that avatar is and how to market to that avatar, then your your branding can potentially change. I've seen it so many times where people are going, oh yeah, I, I cater to women that are just going into business. And it's like, wow, do you know how masculine your marketing is? Like <laughs> you're not talking to them at all. In fact, you're repulsing them. So it's so important, so important to figure out exactly who that ideal market is and how they think and how they feel and how they respond to things and then start talking to them. Like, mm -hmm. yeah, I'm totally... That is the number one thing. And it's also the, what I find is for most businesses that haven't looked at it before, it doesn't matter what size company is, mm -hmm. it's hardest for them to wrap their head around because they're going, this is what we sell. And it's like, yeah, I get that. <laughs> and I get it that anybody that breathes needs your, what you have to offer, but that's not who you're selling to. Yes. Yeah, it's vital to be able to figure that out. So much money is spent, wasted on everything from the bonfire of Facebook and Google <laughs> to, because I mean, they will take an endless supply of money if you give it to them. But as soon as you figure out who your avatar is and start marketing to them, that's paramount. So yeah. Oh, absolutely. Critical. Awesome. So what do you think some stumbling blocks are that somebody might be having right now that they are thinking, oh my God, Pollyanna, I need you so badly. Stumbling blocks, I would say, especially more towards the content slash publicity side, because um, that's where I really like to focus. Um, the stumbling blocks are, you know, I'm putting my message out there and my audience was growing, but now it's stopped. Um, that's a really good sign that you've hit that organic reach space. And now it's time to start looking into some other things. Um, other ones are things were selling really well before and now nothing has, is selling and I don't know why. Um, another one is, you know, I get tons of messages that my content is amazing and people really like me, but no one's buying, you know, WTF, what's going on? Um, those are the kinds of things that really make all of the difference. And those are the things that are, it's, it's tweaks. 
it's small things that are really hard to see and small strategies that are really hard to see that we just create these little shifts and you see massive results. Nice. I love that. So if somebody wants to get a hold of you, where do they go and what do they do? I would go to, there's going to be a link um, down in the thing that is specifically from you, yay, um, where I would go to the publicity checklist. Um, because especially if one of those things is something that you are struggling with, then one of the things that you want to look at is publicity, because publicity is a great way to leverage other people's followings to bring them into yours. And it's an organic way to do that. So if you're not ready for paid traffic or if paid traffic isn't working yet, or if you know there's something going on there, this is another great way just to add your content strategy to keep it running. Um, that's organic, which is really nice. Um, so if you go to publicitychecklist.com, then uh, there is a checklist there that will take you through all of the stages of publicity and give you exactly what you need in place to start going and getting it. Nice. I love that. Super easy to remember. But for those of you who might be on the road right now and don't have anything to write that down with, go to awarenessstrategies.com and look up publicity or Pollyanna or anything like that. Adorable. <laughs> Hopefully you're adorable too. It should be easy to, super easy to search for and find. Awesome. So I have one other question for you is mm -hmm. at what point in life did you know that you were that special kind of crazy enough to think that you could become a successful entrepreneur? <laughs> when the universe broke me down and told me no to everything else. <laughs> so <laughs> that's, that's what tales. happened. Yeah. What so, happened? So what happened was, um, I, for the whole first part of my life, the first 25 years, um, I was in entertainment and I was working towards becoming um, a, a performer. Um, I was performing on stages. I was trained in film and that was the dream, you know, be rich and famous and all the things. And then I decided that emotionally mutilating myself was something that wasn't for me. Um, every day that just, it didn't sit for me. Um, other people, they do it really, really well and they are a special kind of human and I, my hats are off. Um, but it was something that just wasn't a fit for me. And I was like, okay. So I finished my college degrees. Um, I ended up going and getting two master's degrees. I graduated at the top of my class in both scenarios, uh, top three of, of each. And so I had one in uh, psychology and I had one in creative writing with a specialty in screenwriting and I had these amazing uh, letters of recommendation from professors and I applied to about 400 different places and I could not get an interview no way yeah it was ridiculous because when I graduated college everyone was coming off of the 2008 uh, recession issues. So it was 2010 when I graduated with my bachelor's and uh, 2012 uh, to 13 when I graduated with my master's. And so rebounding from that was still happening and people were bringing on people with lots of experience. And I didn't have any, I had great education um, and I had great letters of recommendation, people who loved me, um, but I didn't have anyone to open that door. And so literally I was struggling to get um, a position at the local library. It was, 
so difficult. And I was like, okay, I'm just going to have to make this work and I'm going to have to find something. And so, um, I forayed into online business and, um, I had a couple other businesses that were blessed, amazing failures first. And (laughs) then I realized that my whole life I was a storyteller. I was a performer and that was something that was really special and that that made a huge difference for businesses and businesses. It was about 2015 when, when I came on the scene with that and there were very few people teaching it at the time and the people who were teaching it, um, they just didn't have my background. They didn't have the intimacy with storytelling that I did. And so I saw a a space that I could really fill that would legitimately serve and create a difference because I have always believed that if world peace is ever going to happen, it is going to happen through the innovation of entrepreneurship. And I wanted to be part of that. I just... For me, I'm more of the Wizard of Oz than than Dorothy. I'd much rather be behind the scenes and supporting and creating those magical opportunities than um, being in the forefront myself, which is funny because former performer. Um, so that's what really created that for me is I really didn't have another option. I had all of these uh, student loan bills that I had to pay. And of course, I had to be an adult and take care of myself. And um, the other stuff just wasn't happening. And I was like, okay, that is my sign from the universe that I'm just going to have to do my own thing. So that's what I did. Nice. I love that. Peace on earth because of entrepreneurs. Totally great. I mean, my, my little... <laughs> writing of it was that um, to me, it's a, it's a journey of personal development. And ultimately to me, a form of enlightenment is (laughs) through being, becoming an entrepreneur because you have to shed so much of your past and just let it go and figure out who you are and what you're really made of and, and how you show up for the world and how you can serve and support. And I'm totally with you. I love that peace on earth through entrepreneurs. It is a crucible experience for sure. (laughs) (laughs) For sure. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Pollyanna, for being here today. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. So peeps, go and make sure that you go to publicitychecklist.com or awarenessstrategies.com and go and get Pollyanna's stuff because it's awesome. She's brilliant. I told you, adorable. Love it. (laughs) Over delivers another one. So go, go do it. I've, uh, Worked with her on the back end. She didn't know who I was at that time, but I got tossed into her world and went, oh my God, this is brilliant. This is awesome. So (laughs) check it out. It's worth it. Awesome. Thank you, Pollyanna. Thank you so much for having me, Michelle. I had a blast. Awesome. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to our show. I am all about being a resource center for entrepreneurs to give them the information and the support they need to make it in business. As such, I have Taking Your Business Digital Q&A every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Mountain. To register for that, go to awarenessstrategies.com slash digital. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L. I look forward to meeting you and actually finding out how you are. So see you on the flip side.